Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I'm your host, Alan Bell. we got a fantastic show lined up for you today. But before we look at today, let's take a look at how we did on Thursday. And not bad here. I can't count too well. What is that? Four, seven, and six? Yeah, seven and six. So, eh, you know, all right. Uh, but for a game that was pretty awful last night, man, like we had some props that came through for sure. Matt Ryan, thank you for throwing interceptions as well as the Broncos using Brandon McManus. I'm telling you, whenever you see a Broncos game, just just take Brandon McManus, their kicker, over one and a half field goals. Like, this team will not put in touchdowns at all, and McManus will get work over and over and over. So, yeah, there you go. All right, let's forget the stars. Look at my guys here. First up, my man, Emory Hunt. Now, Emory, before, first off, hello, obviously, good to see you, but I've got to say this, my man Schwan in the chat, Said Emory rolling up on a moose today. There we go. Look, I <laughs> exactly. love it, riding yeah, in on moose. Yeah, I'm doing fine, man. And again, if you don't have a rotary phone, don't call me. That's the t- that's the type of vibe we on. You only reach me by you know what? Winning these props, you only in props and parlays, you only gonna be able to reach me by pager. Like let's take let's go old school. Don't Dude. get in touch with me. We need to break. Look, first off, man, I remember that era very well. And look, page your codes. Like, that's what it was all about. Like, you had your code for who you were, and then you had codes for, like, how important or what the message really was. The message, yeah, what we were yeah. trying to say. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm putting a payphone in my house. We, we, we stink in these parlays. I but love bring it, your man. I love <laughs> Chip Patterson, how we doing, sir? Man, we're doing fantastic. This this Friday show has become such a highlight for me. The week, you know, we work, we grind, and and this is just fun. Uh, obviously, like chats popping, the audience loves it as well. So I, I love that this is a this is our crew. It's a great way uh, to get the weekend started right, dude. It really is. And for everybody asking about Coach, um, he's got some things going on in terms of selling a former house that's in Connecticut. Also, his kids were born up there, so they're seeing teachers and friends and all that. Like I promise, Coach will be back. For sure, but this is a big thing for his family. So want to make sure that we gave him space and time uh to do that. But trust me, he's texted every 20 minutes, like, hey man, I'm ready to get back. I miss all you guys. I miss the crew. I miss the audience. So I assure you, coach will be back. He'll be ready, fired up. All right, let's get into the storylines that affect the betting lines for today. And Chip, coming over to you, man. Uh, we're talking about when coaches get fired. All right. Mm-hmm. Did teams really respond well in that next game, or is that just a myth? 
this is what you've got to take into consideration. And obviously our eyes are mostly this week going to be on Wisconsin against Northwestern. Paul Christ out. Jim Leonard takes over. You've got Wisconsin as the favorite here against a woeful Wildcats team over under sitting around 44. Do you think that Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, is all of a sudden going to bring a spark to Graham Mertz and the offense? I think that's something that you might want to consider in your handicapping of the game, especially on the total. We're going to have to wait a little while before we see how it goes with Colorado as the Buffs are going to be off this week. They fired Carl Durrell last weekend, but we look back at what we've seen. Nebraska did have a little bit of a performance once Mickey Joseph took over. Uh, We did not necessarily see the same thing from Arizona State, though I do think the Sun Devils have been feisty. You just always want to take into consideration consideration what to do and finally this is going to be the one that might be a little bit of a red herring georgia tech beating pittsburgh hey chip there you go there's an example that's a dead cat bounce i argue that was more about pittsburgh being sloppy turning the ball over you look at it on a down-to-down basis Pitt was better so look not all the way a myth but there is sometimes some truth to it. You just got to be very careful on a case-by-case basis. basis. And this weekend, it's going to be with Wisconsin. So take that into your handicapping. Uh, where is the motivation of the team? And what is the impact of whoever is taking over as the interim coach? Yeah, that's well said right there. All right, now let's take a look at our schedule that we have for today because we've got a full loaded schedule on Friday. All right, so we've got this show We've got the uh, the NFL Player Prop Best Bets Weekly Edition at 4 p.m. Eastern. I'll host that, but you know the stars of that one. It's going to be Prop Stars, Uncle Dave, and Sia Najad. And then we will have the Early Edge in 5. I believe Snake, is that one at 3.30 Eastern today? Are we moving? That one's moved up, right? Correct. Yeah, 3.30 Eastern. You got it. That's it. Hey, that was a dynamite drop-in right there, my dude. I got you, my man. I got you. So, all right, 3.30 p.m. Eastern for the early engine five, 4 p.m. Eastern for the player prop show. Okay, let's get into our picks for today. But before we do, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our partners. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve dollars and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. All right. So both of you loaded slates of college football. And you guys, this is why I love you guys to death. Like you don't come with like one game. You come with multitude of games. So I'll tell you what, I'm just going to get out of your way. Emory Hunt, the floor is yours, sir. Well, we got to give the people what they want. And I saw in the chat, someone asked if we had a Grambling versus Alabama A&M play. Yes, we do. Lay those eight and a half points with Alabama A&M until – Hugh Jackson decides to put the G back on the helmet for Grambling. They're going to be in disarray. Their offense, although they got a great running back, 
fantastic guy, NFL prospect, but the rest of the offense collectively is just not good. So lay those eight and a half points with Alabama A&M and what they do out there on the field. So let's get to these Friday plays. There's a big game tonight uh, between UNLV, San Jose State. I just gave this play on CBS HQ this morning, but here's the thing. Everyone wants to talk about how fun this game is going to be. It's going to be fun because it's two good teams. They're fighting for number one in the West Division of the Mountain West Conference. But right now, the over-under, I believe, is at, what, 45 points or uh, 52 points. Take the under. These two teams have really good defenses. Lay the under with this play. I think both defenses will step up and, and, and show themselves handsomely in this ball game. Another Friday night play in the Ivy League. Cornell takes on Harvard. Usually, Harvard dominates Cornell, but here's the difference this year. Cornell has a fantastic quarterback. I interviewed him last season when he was a freshman, and he was making a lot of plays. Jamison Wang, fantastic dual-threat guy, and they've won a game already. They've been competitive. Their defense is competitive. Harvard's defense is not as stout as it usually is, so I don't trust this 10.5-point spread. Take Cornell and the points. And another Friday night play, this time in the CFL, you have Saskatchewan taking on Hamilton. I have not seen a team collapse as much as the Rough Riders have this season. They can't run the football. They've struggled with turnovers. They've been inconsistent since they started to get bit by the injury bug earlier in the year. And now they're on the back end. They had a chance to win this crossover uh, playoff spot, but that looks to be gone. And they're facing a team in Hamilton that's not good this year, but they're much better uh, on defense right now and on offense than Saskatchewan. So lay the two points with the Tiger Cats. Now on to Saturday. We have a big matchup for them. Always follow for them. Uh, in the season. Why? Because they score a lot of points. So lay these 10 points with Fordham against Lehigh. It scares me that it's only 10. They should blow out Lehigh, but I'm not going for the, the total this one. I think that Lehigh may show up because it's a conference game, but lay the 10 points. Also, I just like how casually uh, quarterback um, Lindsey Scott Jr., who I've referenced on this show, who last year was a stud at Nichols, he's now transferred to Incarnate Word. Just casually last weekend, Scored seven touchdowns, four passing, three rushing. The over-under in this game against Lamar is 67 and a half. If you heard me last week about these big overs, trust me when I'm talking about FCS football, lay the points, go over this total, I'm saying. And lastly, Washington State's a 12 and a half point underdog to USC. Great former FCS quarterback in Cam Ward. But more importantly, I feel like Washington State's defense matches up well against USC. This one will be a very tougher game. This one will be a game where Washington State will try to play up to the competition. Should be an uh, excellent matchup, great matchup, close game. I don't think they'll get beat by 12 and a half points. Take the Cougars and the points here against USC. And those are all, all the plays I got for you guys uh, this week. Dude, all right. So, let, yeah. Exactly. Like, listen, exactly. listen, when he tells you to take that over 67 and a half, do not be afraid. That thing cashes with like 14 minutes left in the game. When yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's the 67 or whether it's the 47. Like when Emery tells you, you just follow him. You follow him down to the dock. You get on the steamboat and you go straight to the pay window. Yeah. Exactly. Steamboat. Remember last week they were complaining. People were worried about Fordham. Uh, going over 67 and a half that game ended up finishing with 98 points and you said <laughs> it might be 100 you said yeah it you did yeah. Fordham you goes did. into the game seeing how much the scoreboard can hold so lay the 10 points with them over lehigh so okay so first off let me say look my man russell wilson he wants to go by mr unlimited 
Nah, Russ, that's Emery. Dude, you are Mr. Unlimited because you could go in any game, any league, any country, right? We, yeah, exactly. Like, we don't even have to limit this to the contingent 48 states. Let me also say this. My man, Pooh Bear, and Pooh Bear, shout out, had me on his podcast last night. Thank you much, sir. I appreciate that. He said, my man, Emery, even got picks in Little League games this week. Like, dude, <laughs> he's got all of it down. Like, there is not a game being played that my man, Emery, does not have the info and data on. So I love it. Emery, well done, sir. As always, well done. And also, I was watching on CBS Sports HQ right before we came on. Uh, you and Jacqueline, man. Crush it every time. Every single time, man. I love it. All right, Chip, coming over to you, dude. Uh, because as similar to Emery, you got a handful of picks, too. And everybody wants them. What you got, bud? All right, we're going to start on Friday night, and we're going to go with that Nebraska-Rutgers game. Uh, eye in the total here, because since we saw the changeover, Scott Frost fired, Mickey Joseph taken over, both results for the Cornhuskers have gone under the total. Now, they were big numbers, 65 and 62, both going under. This is a big step down. But why, Chip? Why is this a big step down? Because Rutgers is involved. The offensively challenged Scarlet Knights, Greg Schiano <laughs> wanting to play ball control, rely on the defense. Then I think that in this particular spot, the only way that Rutgers is going to be able to have a chance to win this game is to just, like, Bend, but don't break. Don't let Casey Thompson light you up. I think they're going to be a lot of ball control. Let the clock run. I mean, this is one of those. I talk about my process where Monday night, I just I fire on just a thought on my notepad. Like, okay, what, what do I think about this game? Nebraska, Rutgers, Piscataway, Friday night, under, baby. I mean, it just feels good. Just like a nice fall hoodie. Turning the page on to Saturday, one of the biggest games of the entire day. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's a big, big 12 game. It ain't happening at the State Fair. It's happening in Lawrence, Kansas, as TCU yes. and Kansas are going head to head. The winner jumps sort of into the, the driver's seat, you could say, for the Big 12 title race. I think that the driver's seat is going to be driving 100 miles an hour for both these teams because Kansas's one flaw, as I break them down, is on the defensive side. Jalen Daniels is terrific, and I think that Lance Leipold does a good job of scheming them up. TCU also... If Dylan Gabriel had been in the game for Oklahoma for all four quarters, I think TCU still would have won because they just were going to keep scoring. But I think the Sooners would have had some success as well. Both of these teams so much stronger on the offensive side. I think it turns into a little bit of a track meet. So we're going TCU Kansas over 69. Finally, we're going to take it to NC State against Florida State. This is a spot where the Wolfpack have to be a little bit concerned about, you know, the, what's the classic uh, the classic term is you don't want to get beat twice. You know, you have that tough loss at Clemson. You were so excited about it. Well, let me just turn to this. My guy Goodson always hits me with the NC State nuggets, a Chick-fil-A nug, as AB would say. Uh, one of Doran's best qualities is getting his better teams off the mat after a gut punch loss, and sometimes when their biggest goal has been snatched. In the last two years, NC State is 4-1 and one straight up, 5-0 and oh against the spread following a loss. Dave Doran is able to get this group up and able to get them refocused. No hangover, no letdown. We'll take NC State and lay the short number. Also, some of y'all might think I'm just hating on Virginia. Virginia, team total under. Fade Virginia, take Duke. Well, you know what? It's actually kind of a Duke thing. 
Duke is a good football team. The number has not caught up to it yet. They've got a short number against Georgia Tech. We are going to lay those points. Uh, Georgia Tech beating Pitt, as I mentioned, was a little bit of a red herring. It does not represent the way the game played out. That was a Pitt issue, not necessarily a Georgia Tech issue. But shout out to Brent Key for being able to get that group uh, fired up and motivated after the dismissal of Jeff Collins. But I also want to add this little bit of motivating uh, factor into my handicap. Because last season, Duke had beaten Northwestern, beaten Kansas, actually gotten off to a pretty good start. But this was the game that broke the Blue Devils. My opinion is that this is the game, a game that Duke played well enough to win and let get away. Georgia Tech stole this win from Duke. And I think that was the beginning of the end for that team and that roster. The veterans that have bought into Mike Elko are going to look at this as shout out to our guy, Kenny White, the Wizard of Odds, college basketball season. He's always going to tell you about the revenge game. This is a revenge game for the veterans on Duke's roster. They do not want to let Georgia Tech hang around. They cover the short number. And finally, three games so far for the Stanford Cardinal against FBS opponents. Now, granted, they were pretty quality opponents, USC, Washington, and Oregon. But in those three games, Stanford has been outscored 83-24 to 24 in the first half. This is not a Stanford team that gets off to a good start. This is a Stanford team that needs a couple series to even collect themselves. Not a good sign, but especially not going up against an Oregon State team that I do respect. We've got a first half number here at minus four, given the fact that Oregon State has, that Stanford has been outscored 83 to 24 in the first half in the last three games. I think the Beavs can cover four by halftime. There we go. Hell of a breakdown right there. All right. So real quick, got a question in the chat uh, from our man, Glenn. Does Chip or Emery like the over in Memphis and Houston tonight? I don't have that number handy. I know that Memphis is a two and a half point favorite at home against Houston. Let me pull up. I'm looking up the uh, total right here. Uh, The total is 57 and a half. And I think, and this is, I think there could be some value in, uh, in taking Houston. I think that that is uh, that that's a team that everybody is really trying to sell quickly. And yeah. Memphis is Memphis is four and one. But like you tell me, which of these four wins really jumps out at you? Is it Navy, Arkansas State, North Texas, or Temple? Like, are are we pushing <laughs> Memphis out to the forefront based on winning twenty four to three against Temple? I mean, it's I think it's a middle of the pack American Athletic Conference team. But it, I just in terms of market price, you might have some value on a Houston team that has played poorly, but is probably on like a talent level better than Memphis. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. They are a better team than their record indicates. And although, I, you know, you, you can't knock North Texas, but still, I mean, Houston should win this game, to be honest. Yeah. All right. There we go. There we go, man. Appreciate you guys. All right. Also, it, it, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm not playing it because it's also quit watch. Like if Houston, <laughs> if Houston, like we will know by the by the end of this game whether Houston is checked out or whether Dana has checked out on Houston. You know, yeah. like this is this is definitely putting a team that has already fallen so short. I mean, they won 12 games last year. We were talking about them as a New Year's six team, as a team that could compete for the American Athletic Conference title, especially after Cincinnati lost all those draft picks. Yeah. And now you're like looking at them through the start of the season, and man, this it's it's a tough go for the Cougs. So. It's a different look. No, you're right, man. Like, I mean, even like last week was tough to watch for Houston, man. Yeah, I feel. Hey, you. listen, I, I I will say this though. When you think about, um, you know, 
Memphis and and if Memphis is not running the football like they've done in the last five years when we always are talking about some back that is going to be an NFL player, then Memphis is in trouble. I don't think Memphis mm-hmm. is running the football like they've run the football uh, in in years past. So, I, again, everything screams Houston. But to, to Chip's point, you got to figure out which Houston team shows up. This is like betting on Miami, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. which yeah. Is, is the U back or are we at, you know, the U is average? Which, which one? You know, you got to catch them early when they beating up on Southwest Mississippi A&M. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, definitely, man. <laughs> yeah, that Miami, like, that's a perfect example. All right, one last question real quick, and then we'll get to the recap here. All right, our man Hal says, what about the under for the Vols on Saturday? Hey, let me tell you this. Tennessee, if you're going to take anything Tennessee, I would do it early. And if you're going to take anything LSU, I would do it in the second half. I think the under is going to come into play heavily here. It keeps getting steamed up. It's already at 65. Like, I think it's going to be a tighter game than people think. Like. LSU's defense is legit, especially in the second half of these games. They're getting better by the week. And I think your boy at uh, at quarterback Daniels for LSU is going to have a game. Like, he's going to look good. So, yeah, man. I I think it'll, well, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Chip. I was, I, you know, I'll, I'll wait till after you. Well, the game plan for LSU should be to, like, limit the number of possessions for Hendon Hooker. Like that's yeah. like you what Napier did with Florida and it, it worked. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you've, you've got a, a pretty good running back. Like you hope that your running ground game is going to be able to build everything out from there. Um, I just, it, that's, that is the way that LSU wins the game is to try to shorten the game. And so I, I, I kind of like the under there too. What do you I think? This, I laid this pick out on HQ this morning. I'm definitely taking the under and here's why this game. Everyone talks about, Tennessee's tempo, pace, they score, they can move the football down the field, they don't punt. Great. That sounds a lot like what people said about Mississippi State and their up-tempo offense until they ran to that big big brick wall called LSU coverage, LSU pressure. And I'm not saying that Tennessee is a bad football team. They're much better than Mississippi State. But LSU's defense, and to Chip's point, how they play offense yield this one going significantly under 65 points. LSU is about possessions. They love to slowly grind. They, they pull you down into, in the, into the muck with them, and they muck it up. So go under. LSU actually has a chance to win this game because yeah. it'll be so close, and their defense is so excellent, and they finally did what they should have did in week one was start Harold Perkins. He is their Michael Micah Parsons uh, on that defense. He is outstanding as a rusher, as a, as a traditional linebacker, as a in coverage. So now, to your point, A.B., they're getting better each and every week. Their defense is excellent. Uh, we're now getting the the good version of the more you know uh, of John Emery, where he's getting his sea legs underneath him, and his offense is going to get better as it goes on. We know Jade Daniels is down for you know clutch moments. We just got to get them to start faster. If they start fast offensively, Tennessee will get blown out. You know, but this game will be close because LSU's defense and run game will keep them in it. So I, I do like the under there. Yeah, I completely feel you there. And LSU's defense, man, they cause turnovers constantly. Like, they're constantly making an offense, put the ball on the ground. And if you do that against Tennessee, like, not only keeping their offense on the on the sideline, but you're getting short fields too, like, that defense will give up points to you quick. You know what I mean? So I'm with you. I, I think we all agree on that one. Yeah, under definitely the play. All right, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Let's take a recap here. It is glorious. Chip Patterson, Nebraska, Rutgers under 50 and a half. TCU, Kansas over 69. NC State minus three and a half. Duke minus three and a half. Oregon State first half minus four. John Bowman from yesterday, but the game is today. 
Guardians money line minus 125. Jacob Fettner, same deal. Pick from yesterday, but the game is today. Nevada minus three. Emory Hunt is on four to minus 10. Lamar Incarnate Word over 67 and a half. Washington State plus 12 and a half. Cornell plus 10 and a half. UNLV, San Jose State under 52. In the CFL, the Hamilton Tiger Cats minus two. And two plays from uh, Major League Baseball for me today. Postseason starts today. Cannot wait. Guardians team total over two and a half. And the Blue Jays team total over three. So, like I said, we'll be live today, 3.30 p.m. Eastern for the Early Edge in 5. 4 p.m. Eastern for the NFL Prop Show with Prop Stars, Uncle Dave Richard and Sia Nishad. Gentlemen, any final thoughts that you have before we head out of here? If you guys want to see the czar of the playbook on TV tomorrow, be sure to watch the Morgan State. Norfolk State broadcast because I'll be the color analyst. So watch that game. And if you're in the Harrisburg, PA area tonight, I have the uh, let me look at my calendar because I am old school. I still write stuff down. I have the Cumberland Valley and Central Dolphin High School football broadcast on CBS 21. So you're going to see a lot of the czar this weekend on TV. But Morgan State, Norfolk State, check it out. 1 p.m. Eastern time. On ESPN Plus. I don't know if I can say that on this show. But oh, yeah. Hey, if you're on it, you can say it. Uh, hell yeah, dude. Well, you got to dress in the, in the hoodie I got on right now. <laughs> you look fantastic, uh, <laughs> especially repping, uh, repping the team right there. No, this is the 1 p.m. ESPN Plus is where we find Emory and also Emory's winners. Like, that's the window right there. All those <laughs> there games right there. I love it, man. I love it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Do it again. Like I said, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, early Asian 5. Be there. But until then, best of luck. Cash these tickets. We'll see you later today. Thanks. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.